What is up, everybody? Special crossover edition, Locked on Bulldogs, Locked on Eagles. I'm Daniel. That's team. Clint. And that's Louie uh, from Locked on Eagles uh, down there. Louie, how are you today? It's a great day to be an Eagles fan, and I, it's a great day to be a Georgia fan. And yeah. uh, that's been true for a while now for both these teams. For sure, and I think they have a very healthy relationship right now helping each other out. And there's been jokes over Twitter throughout the last few days that you might as well call them the Philadelphia Bulldogs. You draft Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean last year. This year it's Jalen Carter. It's Nolan Smith. It's Kelly Ringo. It's yep. even DeAndre Swift. It's awesome. Chip Kelly was with the Oregon Ducks, and then when he came to the Eagles, he brought in a lot of Ducks. There were some you know, Philadelphia Ducks jokes they're redoing it, but I like this strategy with Georgia a whole lot more. Yeah, you're getting you're getting a better product you're getting, in yes, Georgia than you were <laughs> with either Chip Kelly or uh, the Oregon Ducks. But I'm sure I don't right. have to convince you of that. Nope. Um, all right, let's jump in. We got a lot of Dogs fans watching the show. We got a lot of Eagles fans watching the show, and so um, uh, let's talk from a from an Eagles perspective. In your opinion. What do you think the organization sees in what Kirby is doing? Because obviously, this is not this is beyond coincidence at this point. It's not just that the best player available just so happened to be from Georgia. There's clearly something that the general manager, the head coach, like that they see from Kirby Smart. What do you speculate that that is besides just winning and talented players, maybe beyond that? Yeah, I think there's a lot to it, right? I do truly think that Jalen Carter was the best player available. I think Nolan Smith was absolutely the best player available mm. at 30. Kelly Ringo in the fourth round, I thought he should be a second-round selection. So BPA was definitely a part of it. They are playing premier positions, right? Pass rushers, corners, positions that Howie Roseman really prioritizes for this Eagles team. That's how he's been building a contender year after year. So that goes into it. And I also think the culture does too. I think he likes to have this locker room tight. I think he likes the chemistry and the maturity of a lot of these Georgia players mm. that won championships together, right? So th that cohesive unit is something that since 2020, when the culture was not great, has been very important to this team. They had an amazing mm. culture last year, a very close group of guys. They've been drafting a lot of Alabama players that play together too, like Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. And it's not just the college teammates thing too. Like Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown were best friends before college. So I think it's really about culture. It's about the positions these guys play, the, the winning. There's so much to it. And no, it's not a coincidence at all. And I don't think he's overdoing it either. These guys are studs, and it's worth the risk, even on a guy like Carter. So I'm really happy with the strategy he's taking. Yeah, you said risk with Carter. I saw an interview today with Kelsey talking about how he interacted with Jalen before the draft and even on yeah. draft day. Uh, and he talked about he had seen other guys come in, be professional with this. So you guys say risk. Georgia fans know that Jalen Carter is one of the best, most respected players at UGA. There was an unfortunate incident where kids were celebrating. But on UGA's campus and coaching staff, that rumor of coaching staff belittling him is is just bunk from whoever put that out there. We know word on the street. Jalen is his name's Todd McShay. We could just say his yeah. name. His okay. Todd. Well, I didn't want to put that out there. Here. Is Todd McShay? Yeah. That's comforting to hear, no. guys, because I thought he was the most talented player in this draft. If you remove position, he absolutely is. best and defensive player in the draft, most talented overall player in the draft, and uh, can't believe he was sitting there at nine for y'all. 
And no. the thing is, too, no. you lose Javon Hargrave, who's an elite pass rushing interior defensive lineman. He signs a twenty plus million dollar year contract with San Francisco. So yep. Jalen Carter comes in. He has the potential. Is he going to be Hargrave right away? Probably not. But in this deep rotation, I think he's going to make an instant impact. So it's great to hear that because I think a lot of Eagles fans are like, okay, the risk was worth it because of the talent, but there are some nerves, but I think that'll definitely comfort a lot of fans. And again, it's, I, the culture, it's its hard to mess up with how many guys hold each other accountable with this team. That's right. Well, that's what I was going to ask, because it sounded like Kelsey basically said, we have the culture in the team that could withstand a risk. Now he's not. It's just like last year, Nicobe Dean's risk was injury. There was no injury. He got in and played right away. He was right healthy away. the that entire year, guys. The yeah. entire Absolutely. year. That's what we have been saying, and that was the rumor. So if you apply the same thing to Jalen, it's just rumored of character. And Kelsey said this. So the Eagles are this tight-knit organization. How did that – you said after the 2020 season, is, or, or when did that start taking place? Yeah, because – and I think Doug Peterson, when they won the Super Bowl, he was a player's coach. I think they had a great culture. But after Nick Foles and the Carson Wentz stuff started to happen, the injuries to pretty much everybody on the roster, the bad drafts, just a, a faulty process. Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson had issues. There was tension there. I think the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, was too involved. So there was some mistrust at the top. And then there were a lot of – you'd see it each year anonymous sources were – talking bad about Carson Wentz. They were talking bad about the GM. It just felt like there were, there was a lot of, I don't know, from 2018 to 2020, just didn't feel like everybody was on the same page. And now it feels like that, not just from the veterans, like, you know, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, guys that have done it before, but the young players are culture setters too. Jalen Hurts, obviously, Devontae Smith, Jordan Davis, and Nicobe Dean. You know, these are guys that, again, just they're 24 years old, but you think they were, they're 34 and that showed last year when they made the Super Bowl. So I think it was important for them to get back to being a, a tight-knit locker room that we're all on the same page. And that's why I think this Georgia strategy continues to enhance that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, we got a lot more that we're going to get to with Louie. We're going to talk Eagles. We're going to talk Bulldogs. I'm going to ask him to to rank the five Georgia players that have been drafted Ooh. over the last year. So uh, we got lots more to talk about. First, Clint is going to tell you about this. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth, Daniel. Did you no, know that? I know, no, I know that. I mean, I okay, good. Louis knows that. I know that. I think Louis we knows that. We all know, know that. that. The peanut butter one, Louis. I can't stop with them. Just okay. Louis is. Why would you, Louis stop? Why would you, you stop? can't stop. Won't stop. Don't want to stop. Peanut butter puff right there. Seasonal flavor. BuiltBar.com, the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. They taste like a candy bar. High in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar. They are dietary restriction approved. They do a keto, paleo. I don't know. Sure, let's throw it on there. But whatever you're doing, they will fit within it. You can do pre-workout, post-workout, during workout. Don't be that person that leaves it on the bench as you leave your sweaty mess. Don't do that because Built Bar doesn't deserve that. They're better than that. They're the best protein bar on planet Earth. And right now, you get 15% off your entire order. Built.com. Use promo code Locked On. 15% off your entire order. Built Bar, the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. All right, Louie, I teased it coming out, uh, going into the break, but um, I'm curious. I think Georgia fans are curious because we know, we've seen what these guys have done, and we, we've got you know all five of these guys, um, and, and again, it's Jordan Davis, it's N'Kobe Dean, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Keely Ringo, all five of these guys, um, championship-winning players, all really significant players in Georgia football history. I know all Georgia fans would have their one to five. I'm curious from your perspective, 
Uh, let's go who you are most excited to have on this team, even just from a long-term perspective, not instant impact necessarily, yeah. but looking down the road, which, which of these players excite you the most? Yeah, see, I, I like the long-term perspective because I think this year, Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean probably make the biggest impact. They of course. They have mm. the most opportunity to be starters, right? Yeah. And by starters, I mean, they, they're going to play more snaps. And experience. Yeah, right, they exactly. obviously, yeah. So I think long-term, though, it's got to be Jalen Carter. Again, he is a player. Jordan Davis, I think, can take those next steps as a pass rusher. He has all the athleticism to do it. Um, but Jalen Carter is there already with that style. Mm -hmm. And so I think he's a guy that can be not saying he's going to be Aaron Donald, but he's, he could be prime Fletcher Cox, one of the top three pass rushing interior linemen in the league for a decade plus. When you look at the combination of size and speed, it's just incredible. And you can line them up at, at so many different spots. So to me, number one is Jalen Carter because of the upside. I, I just love the upside there. Um, number two, I would say Nolan Smith probably. And you look at Hassan Reddick last year, should have been a defensive player of the year candidate. Nolan Smith reminds me a lot of Hassan Reddick, and I think he's better against the run. So I, yep. I love, for me, athleticism, speed, and upside are themes that I always look for in these prospects, even if they are a little riskier in other areas. So I think, honestly, the two first-round picks this year are the guys that I'm most excited for. And then, obviously, I think, though, you look at what N'Kobe Dean could do as the field general. TJ Edwards and Kazir White were really good last year. Probably the best linebacker play the Eagles have had in quite some time. That's why Dean was basically redshirted. Mm. But Dean, to me, has star power. And flowing off these guys up in front that he's played with before, I think Kobe Dean's going to be a complete stud. So I would say those are my top three. I, those are I don't hate that three. top three at all. I don't hate that at all. Clint. And I love no, you got two guys. Those two guys. I mean, like, yeah. This is a Look, I was just going to ask player. you. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask you. Eagles fan-wise and, and coming out of the organization, there was a lot of rumor of safety switch for Keeley because Keeley's got that body size that is yeah. coveted. Well, that's What's what I was going to ask you guys. Do you think he's a corner or a safety? Because I think the Eagles are going to use him as a corner more and develop behind Slay and Bradbury. I absolutely think that's, he's a corner. That's where I he should stay. He's got the physicality to move to safety if you need him to. Yeah, And he certainly has ball skills to you know play safety like he he is he's a big play corner waiting mm -hmm. to happen and he's obviously has size he obviously has speed he obviously has athleticism um and so he and he's and he's a ball hawk he, he loves the ball and he goes for the ball and so do i think he could play in the middle yeah i i do but I like him at corner, and I think if the Eagles are going to use him at corner, I mean, at Georgia, as a Georgia fan, that you know, that's all we've ever seen him. He he's never right. he came in day one, played corner. There was never even a hint that he no. was going to move out to he safety. Didn't even slide down into the slot to play the star position. He are was always like, on the outside. No. Are there weaknesses in his game that make people think he translates to safety more? And and I know maybe it's like the mirroring of receivers and man, but what is it about Ringo, like maybe from a negative well, side, that makes people want to switch him? Because like you said, he's only been a corner. So what makes people say safety? Well, Louie, you see my co-host is backing off the mic because I'm about to just throw flame onto my microphone. <laughs> yeah, Keely Ringo infuriated me last year. The ceiling for him is otherworldly the traits the speed the size the right. athleticism which is what i and got sometimes he just got bored on the outside and he got he got mismanaged and mysteriously 
was lost in coverage at times. So it didn't matter if it was zone or man. That wasn't the schematics wasn't really there. It was more. And you saw this from Kirby. Kirby on the sidelines would give him this eye. And he actually, on a number of occasions, pulled him off the field to get basically like a like a let's we need to have a come to Jesus moment right now, man. Like we need to talk about this. So he does his his floor is admittedly low. It's not high. His ceiling, though, is otherworldly if he puts it all together. So the coaching and the DB coaching is going to be crucial in his development as a as a star corner in this league. And again, the good news is this guy does not have to come in right away and be a starter. They have James Bradbury and Darius Slate both sign extensions this offseason. Avante Maddox in the slots, one of the better slot corners in the game. So he can sit behind those three guys and learn. And so I think in the fourth round, that's, I mean, so maybe from what you're saying, the first or second round is too rich, but I'll give up a 2024 third round pick, which is what they did to move up for him. And we're going to get that pick back with the compensatory pick formula with Hargrave leaving. So um, I'm That's in on right. that. And guys, I, I had a question for you. You had me rank the uh, the players I'm most excited for with this Georgia team. And I said the top three for me, Carter, Smith, and Dean. For you, when you look back at 2021, which is the, the year where they at least were all together to a certain sure. degree, of these players the Eagles drafted, like are, are these the guys from that defense? Because there's been a lot of Bulldogs over the last few years that have been starting. Like, the defensive line I'm most curious about because it's not just these two. You've seen, you know, Trayvon Walker, of course, mm-hmm. and the the Packers defensive tackle from Devontae last year. Devontae Wyatt. Wyatt, too. Um, who were the best from that unit? Was it Carter or was it one of those guys? 2021, in 2021, Jalen Carter was the best defensive player that Georgia had. Which is incredible. And then in 2022, Jalen Carter was the best defensive player that college football had. That's and correct. so that's his, uh, that has been his progression. He... He was the best defensive lineman on a on a defensive line that had three players drafted in the first round right. that weren't him. So Devontae Wyatt, as you mentioned, obviously Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, and Jordan Davis to your Eagles. And Jalen Carter was the best guy on that line. And and then yep. this year, the Georgia defensive line, I mean, you know, I don't know how much college football you watch, but Georgia lost a lot of players. 15 players drafted in the 2021 draft. Oh, yeah. and so 2022 draft, I should say. And so that's uh, a lot of talent. Five defensive first-rounders, plus guys like N'Kobe Dean, you know, who go later than that. Um, but the defensive line was no slouch this year. There's a lot of young talent, um, you know, a lot of talent on the edge, a lot of... but. But it was still Jalen Carter's team, and he was still yeah. he was the guy, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then I would say if you're ranking players on that 2021 defense, T2 are the other two guys that you named. It's Jordan Davis and it's N'Kobe Dean. I, yeah. Honest to goodness. And that's including Trayvon, and it's yes. including... Um, you know, like it's including Devontae, it's including the other two linebackers, you know, Quay Walker, yep. Lewis Seen. Yeah, I forgot with about the, Lewis Seen, right? Another yeah. first round pick. Yeah, Quay yep. Walker, Channing Tendall, both of which are, you know, in the NFL right now. Like the, Yeah, Walker was a first too. You got I mean that might honestly defense. be the is it uh-huh. arguable that they're one of the best college defenses it, ever, if not the best? It's not arguable. It's the, it's the single best defense. As a matter of fact, thirteen players on that defense were drafted. Insane. Uh, off that defense it's absolutely insane and 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 it's just it's just going to continue the trenches for georgia is where you go for talent and you're right jalen carter talented for me i started watching eagles just because y'all took dean nicobe dean to me was the voice and the leader and and what's great to hear about the eagles mm-hmm. is that they have leadership but whenever that older leadership starts going 
either free agent yeah. or retiring. Uh, Nagobi Dean is the guy who he is the alpha in whatever room he comes into, and he will that's demand right. respect right. out of everyone that's there. So for me, talent-wise, yeah, Jalen is the most talented player we have seen at Georgia, Daniel, in 20 years? Yeah, I mean, in terms of an instant impact guy that as soon as he takes the field, I think you mentioned it, like that elite pass rusher trait that I would never say Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, freakishly big and strong, just as by the grace of God, and then freakishly athletic, you know, like for his size, just does things that a person of that size cannot and should not do. But Jordan Davis really is your prototypical, let me take two offensive linemen, let me take a center yeah. and a guard, and let me just drive them backwards so that Nicobe Dean can go eat, you know, like in the backfield. Yeah. Jalen Carter is not that guy. He's he is the let me take my right hand and put it in the guard's ear hole and then be on top of the quarterback like that is that's who Jalen Carter is and you watch some some tape from last year and he's it's almost like he's a halfback he's in the backfield yep. Yep. before the snap before the snap at, at right. times it's well that's it's the most freakish. exciting part is i think each one of these guys fills different roles i mean jordan davis as you said is the space eater that i think by the way can take the vita vea or dexter lawrence type of steps as a pass rusher is he going to be a 10 plus sack yeah. a year guy yeah, no yeah. but i think he'll be much more effective in that way than he was last mm. year and yeah. so you have the you know typical nose space eater you've got the leaders you mentioned with the kobe dean and then you just have the athletes the pass rushers just mm -hmm. go get the quarterback pin your ears back and go get them jalen carter and nolan smith and guys for nolan smith too I, I know the size was a concern but i saw from pff that he was like the number one rated run defender on the edge of day one picks there, so there it is uh, you said earlier louis you nailed it when you said he was actually a better run defender than people give we said every single time we had a, a backup chaz chambliss who came in when he got hurt and we were uncertain of that edge being set but when nolan was in there you did not run to his side. That edge was set and it was bottled up in entirety. So whoever you've had on the Eagles before, he is he is that replica coming in yeah. and has that free shoulder. He's going to jam a tackler tight end, has that free shoulder to tackle, and no one's getting outside of him because then all of a sudden, oh, wait a second, record 40 speed for a guy at his position. So, yes, his run defense yeah. is It's a great example, I think, of – of NFL GMs just overanalyzing themselves to death. You look at, you, I mean, you just look pulling up, like you're pulling up height and weight and body mass and all of these things instead of just cutting on the tape and looking at him play against NFL left tackles and right tackles, yeah, NFL caliber players, NFL caliber backs, and seeing the way that he puts his body in there, sheds blocks, and makes tackles. He not it's the forty time was everybody's wow moment for Nicole, for no uh for Nolan Smith at the at the combine he obviously you know set the world on fire when he came out and ran that you know four three but and a forty inch vertical too by the yeah, way yeah he but that's not who Nolan Smith yeah. a is a leader and is like a glue guy on a team and b is a physical presence on the defensive front. He is better at stopping the run and playing physical in the trenches than he is at getting after the passer. Now, that doesn't mean I can't, I don't think he's got room to 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 make some noise as a pass rusher in the NFL, but um, the concerns about him against the run are ridiculous. 
And this That's is true. why, again, I just I get the strategy. And if you're going over the top and just taking a player because you went to a certain school, I think that can be misguided because there's busts in every school, right? Alabama, Georgia, LSU. And so, you know, I, I think to a degree you have to use context with each pick. But I think Howie Roseman is doing that. He's picking them because of the leaders they are, because of the athleticism and mm-hmm. the, the premier positions they play. But at the same time, I think it's smart to just say, this was the maybe the best college defense of all time. I'm going to take the best players from that defense because he used to, when he had bad drafts, he was taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. He was almost trying to yes. outsmart the league too much. Like, oh, you're going to take the yes. LSU kid? I'm going to yeah. take the small school guy and the the speedster here that you didn't think the rest of the league wouldn't have took. And I know he wants to zig when the rest of the league is zagging, but sometimes doing the simple things like taking Georgia players is also smart. And that's what he did with Bama players too. Yeah. It's why Devonte Smith's a stud and Landon Dickerson. So I love yeah. the strategy and I'm glad he just, he went even further with it this year and he traded for Deandre Swift who I, I'm Ooh. really excited about too. Yeah. So, now well, this is what's, that's what we need to talk about in segment three. I'm yes. gonna I was just going to say Deandre Swift in segment three. That's, that's where we need to go. Um, uh, but yeah, I love that. Obviously taking Georgia players, taking Alabama players, taking Oklahoma players like Jalen Hurts. And so you got lots of talent from lots of good schools on that, uh, on that team. I'm sorry. Did you see that? Uh, just snuck that in. Uh, we'll I, I be right I, back. We've, we've got a little bit more coming up um, on this crossover Eagles Bulldogs episode right after this. All right, um, Louie, let's talk about something that isn't the draft, but that happened just right on top of the draft. I mean, like yeah. right in. It must have been a pretty busy uh, week yeah. for you. Uh, in the best way possible. In the best, in the best of all ways. Um, uh, DeAndre Swift comes over from the uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, Number one, just, I mean, Georgia fans know and love DeAndre. Give us your take on this move, and uh, how do you think he fits into what the Eagles are trying to do? I absolutely love it, and because for me, I think the Eagles are taking the right approach at running back. They're saying, I'm going to pay DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny a combined like $3 million, right? And so Miles Sanders was a really good player for them last year, over 1,200 yards, but Carolina paid him like $13 million guaranteed. DeAndre Jeez. Swift and Rashad Penny, sure, do they have a little bit of an injury history? For sure. But again, $3 million, you look at these two guys. Uh, Swift had five and a half yards per carry last year. Penny was at 63 to me, this is the right approach. It's, yeah, maybe he's not as good as B. John Robinson if we traded up for him, or maybe they're not going to be individually as good as Miles Sanders, but combined, their production is going to be very similar, and you're paying a whole lot less. And DeAndre Swift, it's not just the explosiveness and the efficiency in the run game, but he's the most complete receiving back that the Eagles have had since. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miles Sanders did it really well as a rookie in 2019, but since then he hasn't really caught the ball. It's probably going back to like LaShawn McCoy. So I think just when you look at the value combined with the efficiency, and then if he leaves in free agency next year, you get a comp pick. I just think this is the right strategy to take it running back. And not only is he a former Georgia Bulldog, but he went to high school in Philadelphia. So he's a local kid too. So it's just a, it's a fun story. That's exactly right. Local kid going to come back. And yeah, he was oft injured in Detroit, wasn't really utilized. And so that's maybe the question that I have for you with Philadelphia's running attack is what type of running style does Philadelphia run the most, especially with Jalen, knowing that he has mobility as well? Well, and a new coordinator. So do you even know? Like, you know, because obviously with all the coaching changes. 
So be, uh, Brian Johnson, their new OC, was with the team last year as the quarterback's coach. I don't think it'll be very different. They're still going to run mostly from the shotgun. They ro- love to run the option with Jalen Hurts, a lot of RPO, um, you know, some zone run schemes too. They like to get their athletic offensive linemen upfield. And so I think DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Gainwell, all these guys fit in very well. They want athletes, but um, they also want guys that I think make the right decisions because this offensive line is so good when it comes to run blocking. And it's so easy next to Jalen Hurts to, you know, clear up more space. But they want good decision makers too. And I think Swift and Penny, while they have the explosiveness of Miles Sanders, I think they're a little more decisive as runners. So I think that helps them out as well. So again, it's it's a little riskier with this injury history, but I think two, you know, quote unquote injury prone running backs combined will probably get you 17 games next year. And if not, you've got Gainwell and Scott in the backfield too. So um, Swift was a really exciting move. And the fact that you only gave up uh, a four and then you swapped sevenths, is awesome to me. So I couldn't believe he was available, but the Lions took Jameer Gibbs at 12, and that was one of the shockers of the draft. So that made him available. Yeah, absolutely. The Lions clearly had their eye on something else. The famed Georgia Tech running back, Jameer Gibbs. Um, I had no idea what Detroit was doing on day one. With that and the linebacker pick from Iowa, it was was a very 1980s-esque NFL draft class. Listen, you're on Have you seen the head coach, Louis? Yeah, right. You're on this podcast, maybe unbeknownst to you, with a lot of Georgia fans who also have the misfortune of being Falcons fans. And so please don't speak about people who yeah. who screw up drafts in well, front again, of Falcons fans. Because I think B. John Robinson is going to be really, really good for Atlanta. But again, to take him at eight overall over somebody like Jalen Carter, to me, is When nuts you had because, the number one rushing attack yeah. in the NFL last year. And again, with a, you can... With you can match that running? exactly with a Whatever. rookie fifth round rookie, pick. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You can match the production of a Bijan Robinson by like 80% and spend so much less draft capital and money. So, you know, those guys normally in the first round end up being pretty good, but it's never normally worth it when you talk about how they age, the, the value and the impact they make in the game and how replaceable it is. So I think the Eagles yeah. had the right strategy. They got the Georgia kid. I think Atlanta, the team in that state, probably should have took them. Yeah. Absolutely, they should have taken him, and there's a lot of fans listening to this podcast that will regret. And then there's a lot of people like me that don't really have an NFL team to cheer for, and so I'm going to be jumping on that Eagles bandwagon. We're yeah, where's the, the Super Eagles Bowl backers this year. bar going to be in uh, Georgia? I yeah, let's go. We're we're come. We're, we're coming. We're Somebody set up build a, it. Set up a shop. Set up shop in Athens, and we'll be watching all the Eagles games. Um, Louis, it's been a lot of fun. We could sit yeah. here and talk all night. Um, you got anything else for us before we get out of here? Honestly, I'm just I'm so excited about this defense. You know, last year I thought the Eagles roster was the best I've ever seen. And this year I think it could be just as good. And a lot of it has to do with the upside of all these Georgia prospects. So appreciate your guys' yeah. insight. You got I think a lot of our Eagles listeners excited too, especially with the Carter concerns. Doesn't sound like there's as many maybe as people think. And there's a lot of lot of potential with this group. And uh so hopefully the confetti will fall in green just like it fell in red. So yeah. appreciate you guys having hey, me on. Listen, we'll we we'd love to see it um yeah. we can't wait to talk to you next year when you For draft sure. brock bowers and <laughs> jamon dumas johnson so we'll hey, see we didn't take a tight end this year we might I need know. one behind dallas goddard oh, <laughs> listen you mean in front well, of dallas, dallas goddard, goddard but yeah, yeah. Gonna say, <laughs> just, be gone. <laughs> uh, Maybe all right point. uh for louis dibiase and clint shamblin i'm daniel and this has been lockdown bulldogs lockdown eagles and we will see you guys tomorrow